Now, for indigenous people, the bald eagle represents the strongest and bravest of all birds. For this reason, Native Americans chose the eagle and its feathers as a symbol of what is highest, bravest, strongest, and holiest. It is sacred. The bald eagle uh, is indigenous to um, North America. Its range includes most of Canada and Alaska and all of the contiguous United States and northern Mexico. It is found near large bodies of open water with an abundant food supply and old growth trees for nesting. Now, in indigenous culture, eagle feathers are given um, to uh, honor. It is sacred and they are Born with dignity and pride. And only uh, indigenous people, only Native Americans, by the way, are legally allowed to collect eagle feathers. Um, they are treated with great respect. An eagle feather is also used to adorn the sacred pipe because it is a symbol of the great spirit who is above all and from whom all strength and power flows. Now, the founding fathers of the United States usurped indigenous beliefs and they chose the bald eagle to be the national bird of the United States, and it appears on the seal of the U.S. Now, uh, in 1995, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service reclassified the bald eagle from endangered to threatened in the lower 48 uh, states. And now a threat to a nesting area of the um, bald eagle. I would like to welcome our guest to discuss with us what's going on and why people are out there protesting. I'd like to welcome Pauline Gervin, who is an elder. She's married into the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians, in whose ancestral territory the eagle tree in question stands. She is an Indian law attorney, a veteran of the 1990s Northern California Timber Wars, a youth mentor, and nonviolent warrior for Mother Earth and her people. Pauline Gervin, welcome. Thank you. What an honor to be on this panel with these brave and valiant and good-hearted caretakers. Thank you for your service. I'm speaking to you from the unceded territory of the northern Pomo tribes, located in what is now called Mendocino County, California. We live in the Redwood Forest Riverine area of Northern California. I, as an Indian law attorney, have done a fair bit of work under the Indian Religious Freedom Act, and certainly a lot under the Indian Child Welfare Act. So I am here for our great-grandchildren, and the future generations. Let me give you just a thumbnail sketch of what we've been up to up here. We had to confront, local environmentalists had to confront the zeal of PG&E to cut down a nest of eagles that had returned to their nest over the past 15 years, the same nest, to lay their babies. We got a call in the middle of the river of this, what they call an atmospheric river up here in Northern California. I responded for Coyote Valley as a delegate of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians. I'm 72 and everyone else on the front line was under 25. We had the obligation to protect our eagle relatives in our religious views, in Pomo cultural heritage views, these are relatives in a circle of life. So 
went to the front lines and six people through incredibly stormy weather held the gate in front of this nest. PG&E did come try to cut it down, even when they knew that the eagles had returned. We held the line. We were holding the line till the beginning of the nesting season, which under the U.S. Fish and Wildlife regulations, when that starts, they could no longer cut the tree down. We reached that goal. And I just want to say that up in our region, the combination of direct action, frontline, nonviolent activists, environmentalists, and tribal nations combining together has really proven to be a formidable coalition. So we were out there. They did come in. They're pushing around. Of course, they pushed the young ladies first, shoving around, saying they were going in to cut the tree. We already knew and had proven documentary evidence that the eagles were nesting there. So knowing that, PG&E still wanted to go down there and extract the nest. Well, they didn't get to because frontline direct action, bodies on the line, turned them away. And then at the same time, we had the tribe, the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians, under federal executive orders, compelling government-to-government consultation. We had the tribe come to the table and say, fish and wildlife, you got to hold off here. We got to try to see if we can come up with more reasonable alternatives. And at the same time, we had a lot of concerned community members, high-placed political members, intervening on our behalf. Congressman Huffman spoke with the CEO of PG&E and demanded that the property owners be made whole, the nest stay up, and other alternatives to protecting, addressing the concerns, safety concerns, wire concerns of PG&E be addressed, such as putting the lines underground rather than worrying that this tree is going to fall on it. And as you may have seen in the state in the statewide primetime campaign of PG&E, their new director gets on and goes, we're here to deal with a new future. We're going to be putting the lines underground throughout the state, well, to prevent fire hazard. Well, in our area, they were bullying the local property owners, saying they had to pay 200000 to put a line underground. So we have had a we have had a slaughter of trees up here also by PG&E, excessive cutting of old growth redwood, of old growth oaks in in areas that aren't even close enough to the wires to hit them. So there's been a ravaging of our old growth oak and redwoods by PG&E under the auspices of fire safety. But so there we are. And now we know for sure yesterday that we have won. So the tribe intervened for government to government consultation. They are being represented by the Center for Biological Diversity. And yesterday was the first session the tribe had with Fish and Wildlife, in which we ascertained that, yes, indeed, when there is an active nest, that PG can't go in and cut. Yeah, so I mean, just amazing. You're still on on the fight, but you have won this round. That's terrific news. And and really, for our listeners across the country, I mean, this is this is California, but we know communities are facing all kinds of 
of threats uh, to our relatives. Uh, you referred to the eagle as our relatives. I definitely believe that also uh, the trees. Uh, in contrast, in the uh, California desert, you have a threat to the Joshua tree. People are try fighting to protect the Joshua tree. The California desert tortoise is now uh, being said to be going extinct. And you have people in the high desert community that are fighting right now a development that would uh, be a threat uh, to the tortoise, to the dark sky, and to the critters in the desert. So your example of community coming together with Indigenous people with the Center for Biodiversity is certainly a formula that could be useful for others around the, around the world. 